Hello, 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 our loyal listeners, and welcome to another episode of History Creeps. I am one of your illustrious co-hosts, uh, Carter Johnson, and metaphorically to my left is uh, a man whose art skills could rival Leonardo da Vinci, um, Johnny Townsend. Well, I would say that I agree with that, but I think you meant DiCaprio. I, you know what? On second thought, yeah, I, I could have, I could have meant because you draw them like you know your French girls. Um, well, I, I draw them like that redheaded woman in Titanic <laughs> whose name escapes me at the moment. Winslet. There you go. Kate I got it. Kate I'm very and, good at uh, this. <laughs> and uh, to my to my metaphorical uh, right is a gentleman who kind of makes makes the world a better place. I think. <laughs> Uh, Chris Chavez. What's up? So if I'm to your metaphorical right, Johnny's to your metaphorical left, am I to his left? This is a Carter sandwich. Or are we facing? Are we <laughs> all? Carter is in the middle. Are we no, lined up Carter. facing we, out? Like, my head, we're in like a circle, you know, so we're all yeah. like everybody is to somebody's <laughs> right, you know. Well, how, how are you, sir? I'm good. How are you, sir? I'm good, sir. How are you, sir? Hello, John. Hello, John. <laughs> Hello, John. <laughs> awesome. What's up, guys? Oh, it's, it's been a while, man. It's been a while. Uh-oh, here comes. Since I could. Here comes. Here comes. Hold my head up high. <laughs> I don't remember how that song goes. I thought you were going to be like, it's been a while since I'm... I could podcast without a curse. That's true. That's <laughs> yeah, right? well, don't, We're not done yet. Yeah, we just started. It's been a stained since uh, we've even tried this. So here we go. Pull back the curtain a little bit, and we were recording about five minutes ago, and it stopped. So we started again. Yeah. So nobody knows <laughs> how this know. is going to go, except for the curse of history creeps. Oh yeah. Which is very uh, finicky lately. Yeah. For sure. Very finicky. For so, sure. uh, so guys, so I, have has, a, I have a. Yeah, I was going to say, who has current creeps for the class here? Okay, I have one real quick. Uh oh. Uh, the other day, this is very personal, so bear with me. Uh, the other day, I was in dire need of. Uh, okay, let me let me roll back the curtain a little bit more. I live in North Carolina, and towards the mountains, like about an hour northwest of where Carter lives there in, near Charlotte. And uh, we had some terrible storms come through this area on Monday, as of this recording, which is a few days ago. To the fact that I was dodging tornadoes pretty much, and. I was uh, trying to get ready, just in case I needed to get ready, and I was like, I need to put some socks and shoes on, but I couldn't find a matching pair of socks, guys. So I want to know, where did that other sock go? (laughs) (gasps) This this is a mystery, but now I solved this mystery because I never wear matching socks really anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, in the end, I solved more problem, but this could have been much worse, guys. Would you say this is an unsolved mystery? Ooh, that's patent pending. <laughs> Though it's already been patented and it's no longer pending. My uh my current creep this week is about as ridiculous as the no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that was important. That was an important one. I'm not gonna take it away from you. Oh, also I am currently creepily wearing pants. <laughs> Ooh yeah. Um uh, <laughs> My, my current oh, you're in rare form today, Johnny. I love it. <laughs> you guys should know. I don't know why, but I'm feeling awfully goofy today. So 
to that person who gave us four out of five stars because they couldn't stand the guy who was always making jokes. This show is not going to be for you. <laughs> Turn it I off. I'm sorry. Way ahead of time to our audience. <laughs> Turn it off. <laughs> um, yeah, my current creep isn't really a current creep, but to be honest, I had one. I just couldn't remember what it was. But last night, uh, I've talked about it before. I do other podcasts, and one of them is uh, Back Issues Comic Book Podcast. We recorded last night, and we had an artist on the show who's got a book coming out, uh, a graphic novel that he's putting out through Kickstarter. Um, and... It kind of fits the theme of creeps because uh, I'll get into I'll get I'll just I'll just get straight into this. So in our, in the area here where I live in Western New York, route in Buffalo, um, back in the I don't know if you guys know much about like uh, you know the industry and what it was like here in Buffalo when it was first booming. Like, do you know about the grain elevators and all that stuff we have here? The silos. Oh, oh man, I wrote a book about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's called. The Grain Elevators and You, <laughs> my guide to the <laughs> solos of Buffalo, New York. <laughs> it's a long title, and I've only sold one copy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. so uh, <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> the Grain Elevators are, were, were a big deal when Buffalo was first a booming city. Uh, and then with the advent of railroads, we didn't really use the Erie Canal and, and that way in getting a lot of our goods in. So they all kind of died out. Um, so a lot of them are old and decrepit, and, and some of them are, um, are 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 definitely considered creepy. Um, some people say haunted. There was one though that's in the area here that back in the eighties, uh, kids used to go and hang out with. This is the place where you went and you partied, you did drugs, you know, you did all kinds of weird things. But in the eighties, we've talked about it on the show before. There was the Satanic Panic, and yeah. they said that what was going on at this at one of these granaries was was all, all kinds of satanist satanic uh, rituals and stuff um in the mid 80s there was a kid that lived in this area who snapped one day killed his entire family tried to kill himself but ended up killing someone an innocent person uh as well he ended up getting arrested and and sent to prison um but at the same time, around that same time, all kinds of weird deaths were going around in this area, concentrated within this uh, a certain mile radius of this uh, grain elevator, this this grainer this granary called uh, they called it Snake Land because there's a bunch of snakes out in that area. So Snake Land is synonymous in, in that area with the occult and the stuff that was going on at the time. Uh, I'm just going to read the back of this book. The name of the book, uh, let me get to it. It's called Return to Snake Land, written by Jason Gusman. Art by Aaron O'Brien. Uh, I'm going to put the new episode up tonight. So today's Wednesday, the 25th. It'll be up. This History Creeps, I'd like to get up tomorrow, Thursday, to give people time to check this out. The Kickstarter, it's called Return to Snakeland. So on the back of this, um, there's this little excerpt, e- excerpt from what's inside the book. And it says, because we can go back and forth about this in the adult light of day, but in the dark, at night... I simply can't believe that three adults and seven kids, all from the same school district, were killed in what amounts to an 11-month period, and there wasn't a cause. There wasn't something that made it all happen. It wasn't chance, and it wasn't coincidence. Fallsville is a village of less than 10,000 people. The statistical probability of all of these things happening in the stated time period with the geographical and population limits imposed is astronomical. I think there was a specific cause and I think it had something to do with Snakeland. So this guy who, who wrote this grew up during this time when it happened. And he was in high school when 
some of these kids who actually like he knew one of the girls that and was found like her she was found strangled to death and murdered on the railroad tracks right behind Snakeland uh, sat in front of him. Um, so what they're putting out, they're putting out a graphic novel. Originally, they had two issues that they would sell at cons that they went to, but they decided to put it all out on a graphic novel and add a whole lot more to the story. Um, the thing that gets me is that the history from this area that's tied to this story and the idea that maybe there was, you know, satanic stuff going on and they maybe they, you know, conjured up something that was not good that during this 11-month period kind of wrecked havoc on the, on the community. Um, the story that I'm going to bring up in a future History Creeps is about the kid that ended up killing his whole family. It's, it's a crazy, crazy story. Uh, but it's super weird and, and creepy. And these guys decided they're going to put out a book that ties the, the whole idea of what happened at Snakeland to some of the true life murders and, and deaths that happened in the area at the time because it just came across as weird. So check it out, Kickstarter. Return to Snakeland. It's going until October 31st. That's my current creep. Well, I'm going to add to that real quick. Uh, I tried to look at the art on this, but my phone doesn't want to cooperate. So uh, that sounds very interesting. And also going on to uh, Halloween, uh, I'm currently, me, Johnny Townsend, is running a sketch card sale. If you want to get some art sketch cards, for those that don't know, about the size of like a baseball card that I hand draw, uh, whatever you would like on there. So hit me up, Johnny Isman 28. Uh, Carter? <laughs> I was man, I was really into that story, Chris. That's definitely something we gotta we gotta check and, that out, dude. It's really crazy. Like when you hear what happened with this kid and like how he killed his family, and then what he tried to do to himself, and then like how that all ended, and then you realize all these other things that happened around the same time. It's just so just weird. I was like, Holy it really cow. made me. It really made me uh, think of the uh, Amityville story. I was oh, just yeah. gonna say that. Yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, so my current creep. This is just a fun one. Uh, so uh, this woman uh, in Miami is running to replace a uh, uh, congressional representative in her uh, in her area, uh, and this woman claims when she was younger that she was uh, abducted by aliens. Now, usually I don't, you know, I, I tend to believe the, the abductee stories, but like s some of them are just so odd that you have trouble, like, you know, swallowing it all. Like, okay, maybe you saw a light in the sky, but I don't know about the rest of this. Like that guy we were talking about, uh, Stan, Stan Romanek or who, whatever. Oh yeah. Remember that guy? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. you're like, okay, the first sighting is probably legit, but the rest of this seems a little fishy. Um, she, she, she says that these aliens that abducted her were, uh, like tall and blonde and, and more humanoid than like a gray alien would look. And, uh, they told her all kinds of things that would, uh, that would happen. And they said, God is not a person, but a universal energy. And it, it, it's really odd but it's one of those things where you come across it and you're like wow this 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 person's going to be in charge of making decisions well, affect people there if she gets elected <laughs> well to be to be fair uh like not to step on anybody's political beliefs but you know it's not like we haven't just voted willy-nilly people into the 
offices in the first place. True, but yeah, this is this is one of those things where you would think that someone who claimed that would uh, not even be, you know, considered. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I'll also say we have had actual presidents before who have claimed. I mean, I don't think any of them claim abductions, but they've claimed that they've seen UFOs and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, that's that's kind of fascinating in a way. It's very fascinating. It's very fascinating. All right, Chris, would you vote for? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I want to hear what what her her take is on things like. Uh, what, what is just is in Florida, right? Yeah. What's her stance on intergalactic embargoes? Yeah. Like, if I want to send something to Pluto, <laughs> will I will I be able to? And is it a planet? <laughs> Chris, you realize intergalactic embargoes is how we got an entire trilogy of bad Star Wars. Movies. Yes, exactly. Okay, so <laughs> that's I why I want to know what her I want to know no. what her stance is because if it's if it's for no. <laughs> we don't need more charge. Lisa our... wants a... Oh god, you went there, dude. I was about to say. I was gonna leave that alone and not mention that particular thing, but yeah. Ouch. Oh You threw off my flow with the Jar Jar, man. Now I'm like in a rage, like Jar Jar Die ah. Yeah, he's uh I think he gets a bad rap. <laughs> no, he gets the rap he deserves. No, no. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. <laughs> he was a nice creature. He's a garbage character. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay, uh, you can say he's garbage, but can we say Ewoks are way more awesome than people admit? Oh, man. I think we need oh, to dude, say... Murder bears are awesome. Are you kidding? Yeah, murder bears rule. Thank you, Carter. It's two yeah. on one. Murder bears are awesome. <laughs> so our, our listeners are just like, are you kidding? Are we listening to Geek Talk tonight? <laughs> spoiler, spoiler alert. The first Star Wars movie I ever saw was Return of the Jedi. So those little goofy bears will always have a special place in my soul. <laughs> I will fight for them. You can, you can edit all that stuff out, Chris. Yeah. Hey, what, what, what show is this? <laughs> <laughs> we played Castlevania. It's retro. <laughs> <laughs> so, Carter, I have a really good question for you. And I think it's good, but I haven't ran it by Chris, so he may not agree with this question. But uh, what's the topic tonight? <laughs> uh, well, the topic is the uh, mystery airships of 1896 and 1897. Oh. Uh, well, you know, I always pull my alien abduction stuff from like the last 50, 60 years. So I figured it was time to go back a little further than that. Um, the, the, the interesting part is from the it's hard. It, we've talked about this before. It's really hard to research stuff when it's over a certain age or amount of time has passed, you know, because, you know, the record keeping wasn't as great or some records have been lost or. You know, other things have come out later. Somebody's recanted a story or, or something like that. This one uh, actually has a lot of information about it. And what's interesting, and you guys will notice this once we get into it, is that 
a lot of these sightings will fall into three different categories. And I'll get into the categories uh, once we dig into this one. But uh, so this all began um, in November of 1896. I almost said 1996. Of 1896, uh, November 17th to be exact, in Sacramento, California, uh, many people uh, claimed to have seen what they what they called an airship, because the term flying saucer, you know, or UFO, isn't going to be invented for what 40 years, 50 years. So they called these things airships, and the first one, like I said, was spotted over California and they claimed that it, it almost resembled sort of like a, a, a blimp with little like stubby kind of wings on it. Like the wings that they have in uh, how to train your dragon. And, uh, so there's other people that claim they, they saw and heard people talking on this thing. So this, this is our first category here is airships that were, supposedly piloted by actual human beings. And what's interesting about that is that there is a lot of evidence that some of those sightings could actually be true because at the time there were uh, privately built airships that could fly and did somewhat resemble these reported ships. Um, The account was first published in the Sacramento Bee, uh, which I believe is a newspaper that's still around. Um, and they, at the time, uh, I should mention this, at the time, this was the era of what they called yellow journalism, where the papers would kind of print anything, regardless of whether it was it was true or not. It was almost like all the papers were tabloids, sort of. Um, so it's it's hard in researching it to figure out you know, what stuff is an actual person reporting, hey, I saw this, versus some reporter making it up, pretty much. Um, I have an update real quick. The Sacramento the Sacramento Bee is still around. Is it really? Yeah, I just looked it up. You're welcome. I hate that you're so good with Google. <laughs> it's, it's so tough to type in words. It Sacramento is, Bee. <laughs> it's hard to type in words, man. Yeah. Words are hard. Yeah, they are. Um, <laughs> so, so the witnesses that supposedly saw this thing claimed it was flying at about a thousand feet, and uh, one guy says that he heard um, the captain uh, say that they had to increase their elevation because they were going to hit a church steeple, and the guy, the witness that reported this. Um, also said there was no church steeple around. It was actually the tower of a local brewery. <laughs> so, uh, and in those reports, it's almost like the, the paper is insinuating that, you know, these people were all drunk when they saw what they saw or claimed to have seen, um, which was actually a very common uh, newspaper reaction um, to these to these sightings was to claim that these people were drunk. Now we would be like, Oh, that dude's on drugs, you know, or, Oh, he's hallucinating something, you know? So, uh, so the ships, 
uh, actually have some basis in reality, like what I was saying. There's a guy named Charles Abbott who filed a patent for a type of airship that the design somewhat resembles what these people were saying or were claiming that they saw. Uh, but uh, from what I can find, this this guy Charles Abbott never actually got a ship off the ground. He he had just designed it and was was trying to raise money basically to get it built. But there's no evidence that he actually got his specific machine built and off the ground. But that doesn't mean that somebody else couldn't have you know reverse engineered his patent at the same time and made their own ship. Hmm. Now earlier Ooh. before we started recording, Johnny, you were mentioning. Uh, two of the more famous cases. And one of those cases was uh, in Aurora, Aurora, Texas. I want to make sure I say that right. And uh, <clears throat> happened on April 19th in 1897. And the townspeople reported that uh, what they called an airship crashed into a windmill that was actually, later they figured out it was a sump pump. So something did crash there. Um, and they recovered a body of an alien from this crash what? and they, they gave it a Christian burial. Now what's interesting about this report. <laughs> yes. Yes. I agree. I, I agree. Please laugh. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I, I want to be there on that conversation. <laughs> right. It's like, okay guys, we have this alien. Um, uh, do, do what kind of uh, a Viking funeral? <laughs> if I was an alien, I would want a Viking funeral. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so. So they buried this alien, and what's interesting about this is that uh, this is actually a really famous case. UFO hunters on uh, the History Channel did an episode about this. So they buried the body with a Christian burial in a cemetery, and even gave it gave the gravesite a headstone. But when they went back later to find the headstone, uh, the UFO hunter guys, they, they, they couldn't find the specific marker as in someone had removed it because I think there were a lot of, you know, once the story got out later on, there were a lot of people coming to the town to, to see the gravesite and, and things like that. And plus it's over a hundred years old. Like, I think I remember that episode and I, isn't the, um, it's been a while since I've seen it, but isn't like the the graveyard like you can barely even tell it's really a graveyard now? Yeah, yeah. So I'm not making excuses for it, but it would be hard to find it anyway, even if it was there or not there. Well, they supposedly buried pieces of the ship with him too, which was interesting. So they went they went looking for that on that episode as well. How convenient! Um, and they found a little bit too, apparently. Um, now the third. The third case I'm going to get into real quick. Uh, so that was – sorry, I, I skipped a part. So that's <clears throat> that's our second category, potential extraterrestrial uh, craft that these people saw. And perhaps they you know, had seen dirigibles or some such at the time, and so they were trying to fit it into their own kind of picture of reality. You know, How do you describe a, a, a UFO? You know, if you've never, if you never, now, you know, you guys and I, we could sit down and we could all describe a UFO because we, you know, we know more or less, quote unquote, know what they look like, right? We've all seen the X-Files. 
we've all watched the movies and you know seen all that stuff we've we've talked about kenneth arnold on here before so we could all pretty much give you know the pop culture you know idea of what a ufo looks like but back then how would you know so some of these cases do seem like they they didn't involve people or human built aircraft but actual extraterrestrial crafts <clears throat> so the third category <clears throat> is what i'm going to get into next so this guy in kansas with the wonderfully interesting name of alexander hamilton <laughs> Uh, reported uh, that he and his son and a, a ranch hand that worked uh, on their cattle ranch saw one of these airships hovering over their cattle pen. And the airship released a red cable and lassoed one of their cows uh, and tried to drag it off. But the cow got tangled up in the, uh, the fencing. And so this guy Hamilton cut the fence and the ship just took off with the cow and parts of the fence. And he says he chased it on his horse. Uh, and one of his neighbors uh, found the, the cow's body uh, about almost 10 miles away. Now, in 1982, uh, a UFO researcher by the name of Jerome Clark, who is actually a very famous UFO researcher, uh, found an affidavit that Hamilton signed saying he made the whole thing up to win a liars club competition. <laughs> Did he win? Uh, you know what? I couldn't find out, but if that didn't win, that's really, that's a shame. It wouldn't, that's if that was he got cheated. And uh, now I've heard of Cal tipping, Would this be like Cal tripping. <laughs> Cause you're taking a cow on a little trip. Well, what's interesting about that is that even though it was a lie, that's still the first reported, even though it's a lie, uh, instance of cattle mutilation. Yeah. By UFOs. Even if it is, even if it was, you know, faked or made up. So we have three categories here. We have outright, pardon me, we have outright bullshit. <laughs> These guys making stuff up to win a competition or, or some such to get attention. We have what may be extraterrestrial craft. And then we have, you know, just man-made, probably privately owned uh, aircraft. Because at the time, the the the, uh, the military had been looking at it for use in the Civil War and then outright abandoned it, from what I've found. Hmm. Yes, they were going to have dirigibles in the Civil War. Isn't that weird? That is weird to think about. The Civil um, War The Civil War was going to have all kinds of things that they didn't end up using. So right, just use it for the next war, right? That's all. Yeah, just just hold off. I oh, mean, yeah. the Civil War had submarines, so yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> now we get to the fun part, part of the show that I love the most, <laughs> which is the part where I get to say, "So, what do you guys think? What's your opinion, Chris? What do you think? What years are these again? Eighteen hundreds, right? Eighteen ninety six and eighteen ninety seven. I think the last thing you said is probably the most realistic. Uh, that's what I have to go with because, like you said, back then when they had papers they were trying to sell, they made up stories. They did things, you know, sensationalized things and completely fabricated things sometimes just to sell a paper. So I feel like a lot of that could have been, you know, some of the reports could be false. But like you said, there was going to be submarines uh, in, in during the Civil War. Wasn't there some really, like – 
archaic version of a tank also that was tried to try to do for the Civil War? No, that was just in Wild Wild West. <laughs> That's a giant spider. <laughs> but I feel like okay, I'm thinking of League Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> I feel like it wasn't like we were like like we were that you know not like we were in the Stone Age. You know, we still had advancements in technology at that time. So why not? Why not be that? Well, I will say that at that time we didn't have a lot of things up in the air that like you know airplanes definitely weren't a very common thing at all. Uh, you know, so it's anything that anybody sees in the air, even if it's a blimp, I would assume that even when blimps were the main way to be in the air, that you didn't see very many of them. If you're just a guy out living in the United States, just walking out of your house, right. you didn't look up, just randomly see a, a blimp. Right. So any of that stuff would be probably really foreign to anybody, no matter what they are. I would think I, the, to me, the older these UFO sightings are, the more, uh, well, the, usually the harder to, to research them they are just because they're so long ago. But they're a little bit more fascinating to me just because, like, it's, like I said, the airplanes weren't really common. It's like in the, which painting is, it's a really famous painting. I can't remember what it was. But in Madonna the back. And child. Okay, yeah, yeah. Where there's a, like, for whatever reason, the artist put in some kind of weird uh, object up in the sky. It looks really close to a UFO, and that painting is really, really old. It's it's like two Betty Whites old. <laughs> uh, so it's really old. Uh, so you know, when it comes to these older things, it's way more fascinating than me. Now, the one that really, really fascinates me is the one in the Texas one. I've actually heard about that one before, Carter. Because uh, I definitely remember that episode of UFO Hunters. Yep. <laughs> uh, and it's just way more fascinating to me, just because all this this whole town, I think to this day, still claims that this is true and this happened. Yep. They so, do. Uh, th- to me, that's pretty fascinating. You're always going to have in any type of thing like this, I mean, from UFOs to Bigfoot to whatever, you're always going to have somebody who is going to be uh, making stuff up to win a liar's contest. <laughs> and that's going to really hurt the credibility of the ones that are true. Yeah. So I bet, like Chris was saying, quite a few of those were made up. But I bet a few were something weird, really weird and odd that somebody did see in the sky and they weren't sure what they were. And then uh, somebody read it in the paper or something's like, hey, I want to say that I saw that same thing. Yeah. And then, you know, that's how it kind of gets going like that. Even though, so I bet maybe one or two of those instances were really true. And then a lot of them are people saying, Hey, I saw one of those myself. Well, there's a, there's been a lot of speculation about the, the first uh, account that I was telling you about where the guy actually says, uh, that he, he saw actual people, yeah. you know, on it and heard them. Um, Didn't say he heard yeah. He, he, yeah. He says he heard him talking, saying stuff like we'll be in San Francisco by tomorrow. Yeah. There's theories that that was like a, you know, was like a test flight of something and that there were several other test flights, but that eventually maybe the ship crashed and that's why it wasn't seen again. And something went and you know, the company that was backing it didn't want to be embarrassed. So they never came out and said, yes, this is true. We, you know, cause we paid to have it built. Right. Here's my favorite part. What do you think, Carter? (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I I think, barring the one in Texas, I think that might have been like an isolated incident that just happened to occur during all of this. Um, I think you guys are probably right that a lot of these were Liars Club competitions, people looking to get attention, people reading it in the paper and saying, oh, yeah, no, I saw this. I saw the same thing, man. Yeah. Uh, but I think at least a couple of them may have been actual, you know, human built airships that, that were, were being tested, basically. And maybe the test didn't go so well. Well, how low does something flying have to be flying for you to hear the people on it talking? That's what I was going to say. I guess that would depend on uh, weather, which way weather the wind conditions. is blowing, um, how, yeah. thick is the, how thick is the air at the time, how loud are they talking. How drunk are the people listening? Yeah. How drunk yeah. are the people listening? Because well, remember, in, remember in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade when they're on the blimp and he does the whole no ticket thing? Yeah. Um, once they get out of the passenger compartment, remember it's really friggin' loud. Yes. You know what I mean? So why didn't any of these people report hearing some kind of propeller or something? The guy in the guy in, uh, Sacramento says he saw two dudes in like bicycle type rigs underneath the passenger compartment pedaling. And that was that. And that was what the, what, what the propeller mechanism was. For that was just two guys pedaling. <laughs> I still love that they gave the alien a Christian funeral. That's my favorite thing of all this. <laughs> <laughs> Misa wants a Christian funeral. Oh no! <laughs> B- bury that one alive. We'll give, we'll give you a Christian funeral, Jar Jar. <laughs> bury him alive. <laughs> I don't oh. know why, but that tickled me so. <laughs> Did they say, I can't remember if you said, did they say they went back to try to dig up that body to see if it was alien? They they said they went back once and found where the place was. Oh, yeah. uh, in 1973, they could they could actually see the, the headstone marker, too. But they didn't have the equipment to dig far enough down. And I think they had to get permission, too. They did have to yeah. get permission. And when they went back, the... Uh, uh, the metal that they thought they had found with their detectors underneath there was gone. The body was gone and the marker was gone and the town wouldn't That's let right. them dig in there. So, huh. always something. Yeah. They did find metal fragments, <laughs> but nothing conclusive. You always hate that stuff because part of me is like, well, I bet something strange is in there. And then the other part of me is like, it's really convenient that it's, it happens to be gone now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's, it's hard for me to think which way it is. Like, uh, I really want it to be like a completely true story, including the Christian burial. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's, I, it's I two do... sides of the same coin, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do you know... want it to be true, but... That's, yeah. <laughs> but then again, you know, the fact that the body was moved is just more evidence for the conspiracy theory. Yeah. See, that's what so... I'm saying. Whatever side you're on, that will either... Uh, completely reassure that you're right or uh, it's not going to change your opinion either way. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So uh, guys, any good UFOs lately you've seen? (laughs) (laughs) Don't ask that question, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. 
I have seen a, uh, a like a tornado. Does that count? That's right. You had some crazy weather. Yeah, it was wild. Yowzers. Yeah, you had it worse than we did, man. Pretty wild over here. I was an idiot in driving through it. So. Jeez. <laughs> really? Yeah. It was uh, very difficult to see. I would imagine so. Yeah. <laughs> Do not recommend. I would imagine so. I wanted to lasso it like a one guy did in that one movie I'm probably making up. <laughs> you know, rodeo me some tornadoes. Yeah, that's uh there you go. that's actually a thing though. You're right. That's a it's one of those old myths, kinda like the John Henry and, and Paul Bunyan. It wasn't there somebody that lassoed tornadoes? I feel like there was. Yeah. I know I'm getting a reference from somewhere, but I can't place where. Oh, I listeners, I... listeners, if you know what the heck I'm talking about, <laughs> <laughs> please let us know. Yeah, comment on our Facebook page, History yeah. Creeps. That could uh, really be a, a, a continuing segment for us. What the heck is Johnny talking about? <laughs> Just, Nobody knows. Nice. That could be its own episode. Yeah. This was um, a good one. This was a good episode. Well, I, I also want to encourage our listeners to investigate this for yourself because I only presented three cases, but there's literally 50, 75 different reports. Yeah, there's a uh, bunch. From that time that are just, some of them are completely bizarre. Yeah, there's quite a few. I saw a few like in Arkansas and they're all around the United States from what I saw. And I'm sure there's other countries that have the same thing too. Interesting. This is the first I've ever heard these kinds of stories. Well, I think what's interesting is it's another one of those things we've tackled that's probably never going to be solved. Yeah. Oh, there's no. Yeah, there's no way. I mean, this was a well over hundred years ago. So if it was going to be solved, it would have happened by now. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Hundred percent. That's the point to our show. We we like these stories. Yeah. So well, they're uh, fun. We can make shit up. (laughs) (laughs) This is what we think happened. This is is what we think happened. Yeah, we're like facts on Facebook. (laughs) We're like (laughs) Wikipedia. We're like we're like Wikipedia in the early years. Yeah. <laughs> and earlier, it's kind of the it hasn't changed much, right? <laughs> I think. Way. Well, I feel like Wikipedia is much more reliable. I think they have a lot of people that monitor, and and it's harder to mess with it. They do source it better now. I yeah, will say that so much better. The source is better. Yeah. Alrighty, guys. Another episode. So stay of the tuned bag. next week where we review Wikipedia. <laughs> Look up the word "creep" <laughs> in Wikipedia. Yeah, start a Wikipedia page for us. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. But <laughs> yeah. we can't. We can't moderate it. You know that. Right. Yeah. yeah. No. No. <laughs> make not. us sound really, really good. Yeah. Make us sound good. We'll just email you what we want. What we want you to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> make sure you put that. Uh, Chris is a humongous Jar Jar Binks fan. <laughs> oh my god. Enough with the Jar Jar, man. It's You're killing, killing me over here. Sit, <laughs> Chris and Connor both all your Jar Jar love. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, Carter, you want to tell the people where they can find your books and your – you got a new one coming, right? I do. It's it's finally out now. Oh, uh, I'm not yeah. sure if it's up on Amazon yet, but it is finally out. Um, You can find my stuff on Amazon, uh, House on Dead Boy Lane, Meadowview Road, Spider's Web, and now um, – Nightfall is finally out. Uh, it's a two-volume set. Um, got to buy both books to know what happens. Uh, um, Johnny? Uh, you can find my art at johnnyism28 on Instagram. Also, I do another podcast called Retro Bliss. It's where me and my buddy uh, go and 
uh, talk about old school video games like your Nintendos and your Super Nintendos and such. It's on this very same network, and I'm sure Chris is about to tell you about. And also on iTunes and Stitcher. Oh, yeah. I like how he says that. Stitcher. Stitcher. Uh, once again, guys, <laughs> thanks for listening to History Creeps. Welcome back. Um, we've been kind of off for a while, but uh, we should be back on track again. Uh, the curse looks like it's holding off. I speak too soon, right? Uh, no, you didn't. The episode's basically over, dude. You're good. Yeah, I could just record this later if it cuts out. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're golden, man. We're golden. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. For real, though, head over to our Facebook page, History Creeps. Give us a follow. Uh, stay up to date on our newest episodes and any br- uh, updated news on stuff we talked about. We'll keep it there. History Creeps on Facebook. Listen to my other podcast, Back Issues Comic Book Podcast. You find us on Facebook, uh, on Instagram. Uh, our history creeps is on Instagram as well. Check it out, history creeps. Um, I don't think we. I think we have. Do we have an, G, an email account? I can't remember, man. Good no. Lord, there's way too many to remember. Uh, we anyway, don't leave an email. Check out these shows as well as a number of other entertaining shows on our network, bicbp-radio.com. Uh, we have all kinds of shows on there. One of my, one of the ones I really like. Uh, I've said it here before. Is that a uh, wrestling uh, uh, podcast? Uh, if you're into wrestling, professional wrestling, check it out. A couple of old vets. Uh, talk about pay-per-views and some of the older pay-per-views. It's pretty funny and, and in-depth and interesting. Check it out. It's called The Dusty Finish. It's on our network, uh, as well as a few other podcasts. And uh, I think that's about it. I got nothing else to say. So I, I'm all out of things. Carter, uh, what about you? Uh, I think you guys pretty much covered it. Beautiful. So for Carter Johnson, for Johnny Townsend, this is Chris Chavez. Stay creepy. Stay creepy.